Jadwick's Kilkenny and Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM for Top Class Sport. And on Sunday the 5th of February 2023, you're welcome to Talk Sport here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Another very busy programme. We'll be talking to Joe Hennessy in a moment. Joe was our man in uh, Corrigan Park in Belfast yesterday as Kilkenny's got their National League uh, campaign off to a start. We also spoke to uh, Derek Ling as well. We'll go through some of the other results. Barry Henriquez is with me here in the studio. Leinster Post Primary Schools, big day in, U- in UPMC Nolan Park yesterday. Not a good day for Kieran's College. They were defeated by Offaly Schools. More on that and on. Uh, cracker of a game out in Jenkinstown. The All-Ireland Post Primary Schools A semi-final. Jane Cogan was on business for us there and another game down in Callan. They couldn't separate the teams. Barry has the details on that for us later on. And uh, we also have rugby, soccer, basketball, hockey, horse racing, golf, you name it. We have it all here. And we have some interesting news about uh, some Kilkenny players who were playing for other counties yesterday or involved in other counties. And lo and behold, we must acclaim this from on high. Jim's treble came through at the weekend. Hull defeating Cardiff, Wolves defeating Liverpool and Nottingham Forest defeating Leeds United today. And it came in at around 20 to 1, I think, or somewhere in that sort of area. And Mr Henriquez in front of me here is smacking his lips at the prospects of picking up some dollars. I said, when did he win before? All he said to me, Jim, a while ago, the last century. So, Jim... Well done, Jim. I know you were deprived of it last week at the last minute, five minutes into injury time. We're going to kill that team now because we want to talk hurling and no better man to talk hurling than Joe Hennessy. He took in the long trip up to Corrigan Park in Belfast yesterday. A rotten, dirty day, Joe. I was watching a little bit of it yesterday evening when I watched the whole game this morning. A rotten, dirty day and not a great day for hurling. Yeah, well, half of that is fairly true, Nicky. Would you believe it? The first half was play, played in, in spring conditions and it was a great, lovely atmosphere. Everyone was looking forward to the game. We had a right good uh, first 35 minutes. But just when the, the start of the second half thrown in, this heavy rain came down, wind and rain, a little bit of sleet as well, and the temperature dropped as cold. And something I'd never seen before was um, we were looking forward now to Kenny playing with the breeze in the second in the second half, but the, the wind changed as well. So actually, Kenny played for the most part of seventy minutes against the wind. So it was most unusual, and it was a fierce battle in the second half because it took a lot a lot out of the players there. For you know, you play again and for thirty five minutes, no problem. You say well, we're going to have it in the second half, but you actually had to play against against it in the second half as well. But it's unreal, unreal. But it was a, look, it was a dog fight at the end, and and Antrim. They were there within two points with five minutes to go and in fairness to Kenny, the full forward line there between them, I think they finished off with four points and won by six. Now, I'd have taken a one-point win at that stage. Yeah, of course, because Joe. Was, and, the, and the Antrim crowd got behind their team and uh, roared them on and they were mad looking for a goal that didn't come looking for our lads. The know? last couple of years up there, and I've been listening to games on, on radio, they've been, they've been making it very difficult for teams that beat Clare and the Wexford and teams like that. So they have been more than performing well up in uh, uh, Corrigan Park. It's a bit of a fortress for them. So Kilkenny's win yesterday was, uh, was a very good achievement. I, I would agree with that, Nick. You know, people uh, were playing Antrim. Look, we expect to win by so much. But I'll tell you one thing, there's going to be some huge crowd at the championship match when we meet later on. Absolutely. And, and Cor- Joe, Corrigan oh, Park is a yeah. nice venue, like, and, uh, you know, 
It's a it dis- be no party oh, now. Oh, you, no you can say that. <laughs> Joe, on the Kilkenny team, talk to me about who you felt uh, stood out. And uh, obviously, Billy Drennan with one eight, um, the bag the only goal for Kilkenny. Uh, he played well, of course. But talk to me about who you felt were players that can that left uh, Belfast feeling good about themselves. Yeah, well, Billy Drennan definitely, and Aidan Tallis on the goal. You don't, you know, they're all steady. Like I said, Parry Welsh was excellent at centre back, and Killian Buckley on the right, and. David Blanchard. You know, the backs in general, you know, they're, they're, for, like I said, playing against the Breeze for 70 minutes now, they conceded 15 points and some of those were were freeze. But in general, like, uh, Antrim put some pressure on to try and score a goal. So, I'll have to give them all credit in fairness yeah. now all around to us. We struggled, a bit. We, st- we struggled a bit for scores from play in the second half, I suppose. That probably will be a bit of a concern, albeit, of course, we caveat that with the, the weather conditions deteriorated. Yeah. Now, Nicky, look, what I, I went down to our uh, roughly our half-hour line positions just for the second half because I felt the vast majority of the play would be down at this end. But when the wind changed then, which is incredible. Now, I tell you, it was a hard, it was a very, very hard second half for anyone to hurl in it. But if you have your breeze in your back like Antrim did, We'd say it was a little bit a little bit easier, but it was tough. And our lads got no I could guarantee you this, they earned it. Yeah, and in terms of Derek and trying to build a new team and all of that, I mean, players are certainly taking their chance. We mentioned, of course, Billy Drennan, but uh, but there are a lot of other players taking their chance there as well. Definitely. Look, at the enthusiasm was there. I have no doubt now. I, I, it's going to be tough. There could have been some guys playing yesterday that might be on the panel later on. And of that course. would be most unfortunate because... When all the Shamrock lads come back and a few others that were available this weekend, I suppose you can only name the 26 and you're going to be, it's going to be hard on some of the lads that someone has to lose out. But it's going to be tough, but it's going to be a drive for places now, not alone on the team, but on the last... The subs the last eight or nine is going to be going to be. Oh, tough. it sure is. My old buddy and your buddy Barry Henriques in the studio wants to chat with you. Joy, uh, yes. give me an, an opinion on how did Shane Walsh hurl and how did Keane Kenny hurl? Keen Shane Walsh uh, came on the sub, didn't he? He did, yeah. Um, no, didn't hold our come his way. In yeah, fairness. yeah. No. In the you second half, them conditions wouldn't suit him anyway. Ah, look at Barry. Look at it. I can't emphasise it. You'd have to be up on mm. it to realise. Yeah. It yeah. was unbelievable, the conditions. Young mm. uh, Keane Kenny had a... Gr- the Antrim goalkeeper made a fantastic save for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he hit another one, maybe a foot or two wide. Could have easily had two goals now, you know. And the other question but, I want Joe to ask you is, to was $18 all round. I thought that was a bit rich uh, with no concessions anywhere. Even with a lad with a pair of crutches and two broken legs, he'd still have to pay it in euro. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that sure. true, Joe? Well, look, it was, it was, it was 15 euros in. Uh, Kevin looked after the, the, the online. <laughs> the, man the, the man with the money. The he, man with the money. He, he, well, he goes online. I, I look after him later on. But there you go. The concession, it was 15 euros for oh, was it? Yeah, Joe, yeah. in terms then of that game, obviously there's going to be a stiffer test next uh, Sunday in UPMC Lola yes. Park. And yes. Tipperary had a bit of a facile win over uh, Leash as well. Leech. So we're yes. going to yes. know a lot more about the Kilkenny team after next Sunday because Derek has said to me in an interview, which I'll be playing now in a moment you know he still has to uh, get more players back but everything has to be worked and he has to kind of plan when they come back make sure their workload is not too much make sure any injuries they have are up so he'll continue to experiment a bit I think with this team over the next while I think he, he will experiment Nicky, but I'll tell you something the nearer it comes to next Sunday we'll all want to win 
Oh, you can say and, that and, again. And, and if whoever's a, the, the best team that's available will go out. Now, if so-and-so needs a rest, obviously he's going to get it. If someone has an injury, no problem. But at the end of the day, Derek and all these, and the players as well, and all of us, we won't want to be beaten at home in the park by Tipperary. So you walk back from there then. What's the best team to go to try and achieve that? Absolutely. At the end of the day, you try and get the two points in the bag. If, like I said, if someone needs to be rested, that's okay. But at the end of the day, like Limerick yesterday now, I came back and I saw that match. Like, they played a good few draw Ireland teams. So, surely, yeah, yeah. All know, at the end uh, of the day, we'd like to, we'd like to, we'd like to be tipping the power. Yeah, it's hotting up, all right, Joe. Look, we appreciate you doing that that job for us, Joe. And uh, we'll Absolutely talk to you shortly. No all right, Joe. Thanks to that. Take Thank care. You, Bye, Joe. Bye. Take care. See you, Joe. Joe Hennessy, our man. Barry, I mean, uh, I know we didn't see the guy. I actually saw it on Jay Go this morning. Mm. But it's never easy a job going up there to a casement. Well, it's not casement, sorry. Corrigan Park. That's even harder still. To go up there and defeat an Antrim team at the moment is not an easy job. For as long back, Nicky, as I can remember, and, and, and one of my great friends was actually playing, the Kilkenny team were beaten by Antrim up in Antrim mm-hmm. in the National League. And that t- it took them about three years to live it down because oh, everywhere yeah. they went, they said, what happened to you against Antrim, Antrim? So it is, has to be intimidating. They have, you know, they always have good hurlers. They might be as skillful as Kilkenny hurlers, but they're an awful lot of good hurlers and they always have tough hurlers. Yeah. And then it comes out with Ulster, including the buses. They're either battered or broken, but they're tough out and like Antrim, hurl, or, uh, Antrim hurling is like Muckley they came down to Callan in 1984 was it 83, 84 uh, to play the All-Ireland Club semi-final against uh, against uh, Dun- no Lockheed was it Lockheed Shamrocks and boy I tell you M- uh, Lee had it all to do oh, again yeah. that day in, yeah. in Callan I, I yeah. suppose the disappointing thing for Antrim yesterday when, as Joe alluded to when they got it back Close enough in the second half and listen to the commentary this morning from uh, Mark Bust Sidebottom of the BBC and his Johnny McIntosh. When that happened, I mean, they were disappointed that they didn't actually push on a bit. They thought that two points they were in was a shout of, uh, of getting something from that game. Mm. That's the difference really in the whole menta- mental, the mentality of uh, teams playing Kilkenny and Kilkenny. Kilkenny never worry about pushing on. They just win. The two points will never worry them. And they're ta- they won't be talking about it. There's no such thing as a good moral victory. I heard you talking to Michael Dignan on the way in here. To, and he was telling the truth as well. There's no such thing as a moral victory as far as Kilkenny is concerned. And so the teams out there like the Antrims, like the Leashes, like the you know, like, like, sure. the, and and they they put fierce value in things like a moral victory. We we'll get him the next time, but you never get him the next time. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, I spoke to Derek Ling, uh, and uh, this is what he had to say. Derek, congratulations on yesterday's victory in Antrim. And the first thing I would say, obviously, it was the the first series competitive match since taking over from Brian. And I know your quote today is that it wasn't a perfect performance, but the result was important. And I can absolutely understand you saying that. Yeah, look, I, I suppose we um, we knew it was going to be a serious game up there, Nicky, and um, and we had that. We had a we had a really tough battle. Conditions weren't great for both teams, obviously. So like a lot of a lot of the hurdle at times, there was plenty of mistakes, probably on both sides. But it was a real battle, particularly in the second half. And you know, I was really happy with how the how the lads went about the business, particularly in that second half, and we got through it um, because it looked like at times. Antrim had the momentum, they had the wind in their backs as well, but look, the attitude from everybody was excellent again and we you know, we saw it through and that's the most important thing. And of course we've seen in the last couple of years when Antrim have taken on teams up there, uh, Wex for Clare just to mention too, that they've really thundered into them. So this was no easy game for Kilkenny given that you had a fair few new lads um, on on show yesterday. 
Yeah, no, for sure, and particularly the younger fellas. And to, you know, I experienced that. Um, you know, Antrim obviously have been very hard to play against up there, and we do that as well. And, and funny enough, you know, we were against them in the first half and seemed to kind of change direction in the second half. And it was like we we're playing against it again. If anything, it, it had picked up. And I think even Antrim struggled at times with the wind. It was just very blustery. But um, so really, it was all hands on deck, and we just had, really had to get stuck in at that stage. And we had to carry the ball a lot because really, you had we had to get us up way past their 45 to have a chance of getting a score because that that's how strong the wind was at that point but so look that was fun to him and look we're in no no doubt that we have to pick it up again we have Tipperary next weekend and that's going to be another level the intensity will be up again and but it's great and that's the kind of experience we want Now uh, those was looking at Kilkenny were obviously keen to see what sort of an approach what sort of a style will Kilkenny develop but I suppose at the moment it's a question of uh, trying a lot of different styles short game long game and uh, and I think you, you'd be like Brian Cody in this regard ultimately when it gets out on the field you're hoping the players will make those decisions for themselves because you can't be roaring in everything from the sideline No absolutely I mean you can work in lots of things we do that um, and you want to arm players with you know, to know that they have that, those options that are in front of them, but they have to play the game that's in front of them as well. And you don't want to kind of um, curtail any instinct that they have for the game. And it's about, look, the reality of it is we have to use the ball well when we have it. And you work hard to win ball back. And so it's important that we're feeding good ball in, that we've, we have support, we have options there in front of us. And But ultimately, when you get, you know, you cross the white line, players have to have to see it for what it is and, and make those decisions. But... And I think I, you know, I definitely I can see I can see players trying to do the right thing all the time. Sometimes it doesn't uh, come off. That's fine. It's like I said yesterday, not expecting it to be perfect now. Um, but ultimately, as the as the months go on, we'll we'll look to be tidying that up and and looking for a better return. And uh, you just mentioned the word ball there a moment ago. As a matter of interest, what was that new ball like yesterday? How did it play? How did the lads think of it? Yeah, I mean, we've we've had a number of sitters in with us, and you know, you know that brought, it's, it's no difference to be honest with you. I mean, there was they're very strict on it. They want you know the umpires supply the ball, the referee supplies the ball, so we go along with it, and they don't want any other types of sitters being thrown in or whatever. So look, we got on with the lads for point that they've been training away with it, so it's it's. You know, it's not something that they're uh, too bothered about. There'll be big games coming up, obviously, and you mentioned Tipperary, of course, next weekend. You'll continue to give opportunities to the younger players, and the likes of Billy Drennan, and I really not expect you to comment on this because I don't want to highlight any particular player, but they're taking their opportunities, and some of the other guys as well are stepping into the breach there, and that'll give you confidence. And I'm sure you'd be you'd be keen to give young players a bit more of the, the heat of battle over the next couple of weeks because ultimately this is about getting the right combination and, and panel for the championship. Absolutely, yeah. And we'll be continuing to do that, I think, right throughout the league and looking at a mixture of players. And there's a lot of lot of fellas to come back who have plenty of experience as well. And it's about managing it's about managing their load over the next uh, four or five months. And you know, we have a few niggling injuries and things like that. But it's affording some of the younger players that opportunity. And that's really important. And it's bringing the freshness to the whole group. And they're taking their opportunities, definitely. There's bigger challenges to come. And there's... I wouldn't have any major expectations. We'll take it week by week and see how they get on. And, um, but so far, the most important thing I'm looking for is the attitude and their application. And that's been outstanding. Can't ask for anything more. Um, 
and bigger challenges lie ahead. And finally, Derek, obviously, over your own playing career, some of the great battles you had were against Tipperary and you're living there close on the border. You have Tipperary coming to Nolan Park next Sunday and you'll be on the sideline opposite Aleem Cal. Now, this obviously is going to just not going to be any ordinary match. Yes, there's just league points at stake, but there's always pride when the two sets of supporters come into opposition as part of the teams. Yeah, certainly it's it's a game we'll be looking forward to now. And like I said, we're looking for improvement from from the weekend. Um, that game will stand to us. But we know we know Tipperary have all the time have fantastic players, and Liam obviously has you know he's bring he'll bring his own style to them as well, and which will be ultimately he's been very successful. So no doubt um, he'll be trying to obviously they'll be they'll be coming to get a win as well. But um, yeah, looking forward to it. Derek, thanks for talking to us, and we'll talk to you next weekend. Thanks for your time. No problem, Mickey. Thanks. The Voice of the Black and Amber. Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Chadwick's sponsoring the Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM. And you're very welcome back to Talksport here on Sunday evening. Big game in Nolan Park yesterday. Cairns College against Offaly Schools in the Leinster uh, College's A Senior Hurling Final. Here's how the game went. Leinster Post Primary Schools A Senior Hurling Final. Offaly Schools 116, St. Kieran's College 114. St. Kieran's are getting used to the backdoor route into the All-Ireland Colleges A Series post the provincial finals when they lost out to the combined Offaly Schools combination in UPMC Nolan Park on Saturday afternoon in the Leinster Final. As a combined school team, Offaly cannot proceed any further in the competition and so Kieran's as the Leinster runners-up will now play the Connacht runners-up on Saturday the 18th of February with the winners of that game reaching the All-Ireland semi-final. The last time an Offaly team came to Nolan Park, it was the 2022 All-Ireland Manor Hurling Final against Tipperary. They lost that final in a dramatic fashion to their neighbours by a single pint, but the manner of the loss left the young Offaly lads crestfallen at the finish. Eleven of those players returned to Nolan Park yesterday afternoon, hoping to exercise the disappointment of that loss to Tipperary. That would not be easy for the group of 18-year-old teenagers. Kieran's were well aware that they were facing an inter-county under-19 side, so they knew what to expect. The Kilkenny School's cause was not helped by the absence of key forwards Harry Shine and Ben Whishy, both out injured, and that was particularly evident in the second half when Kieran struggled to build on a couple of periods of momentum. Kieran's almost made the perfect start when full forward Ted Dunn gained possession close to goal, and it took a brace of offly defenders to prevent the Greg Nemana attacker from finding the net, as the ball went out for the game's first 65. The low delivery from Arden McAvoy from that 65 was eventually cleared by the Offaly defence. The first goal of the game arrived in five minutes from Offaly wing forward Shane Rigney, an impressive performer all through the game for the winners. Both teams opted to play a spare defender and this certainly worked far better for the Offaly side as many of the Kieran's deliveries landed in the direction of that spare Offaly defender. Too often Ted Dunn found himself isolated close to the winner's goal and he was regularly marked by three Offaly defenders. In the circumstances, he'd done remarkably well to win possession on plenty of occasions, and he was the only Kieran's attacker to pose a threat to the Offaly rearguard. Dunn got the first Kieran score on six minutes, a great goal that he tapped home following a Dunham-Murphy pass, but the Kilkenny school failed to build any momentum after that three-pointer. In fact, they failed to score for the next 14 minutes as the Offaly side took a grip in the game. That period of Offaly dominance was led by man-of-the-match Adam Screeny. The diminutive corner forward caused havoc in the Kieran's defence every time he got the ball, and his free taken was also superb. Screening added a brace of points, with Daniel Hand also adding another to see his side lead five points to a goal in 16 minutes. A Ted on point halted the off momentum, but not for long, as a superb Dan Burke 
pointed after a Kieran's attack was turned over. Burke incidentally played for his school, Kalosh de Column, 24 hours earlier in the Leinster A senior football semi-final and he looked as fresh as a daisy all through yesterday's game in Nolan Park. Points for Kieran's from Aaron McAvoy free and Ed McDermott tied the game on 24 minutes and although Dan Burke replied for Offaly Schools, Kieran's finished the half well with a brace of points from Aaron McAvoy another free and Anthony Ireland Wall. Those scores saw the Kilkenny school led by the minimum at the interval and they would have win advantage in the second half. Adam Screeny was the star of the show in that second half, scoring 1-5. It took some superb and brave goalkeeping from Kieran's custodian Stephen Minogue to deny Screeny what appeared a certain goal in six minutes. Two pints from Screeny, one from a free followed that goal chance and those scores gave the Offaly side the lead they would hold to the finish. Pints from Ted Dunn and Arden McAvoy a free left two points between the sides on 48 minutes and it was anyone's game at that stage. The key moment in this contest came on 50 minutes when Adam Screeny won possession from a short Kieran's puck out to shoot to the net. That score put the winners in a strong position and when Conor Dyle added another point for the offly side, Kieran's trailed by five. Kieran's played their best hurling in the closing 10 minutes and had the margin back to a single point with three minutes remaining of injury time. After points from Martin McAvoy, two frees and a 65, Podrick Natty a superb point from out on the left wing and sub Rory Glynn with Dan Bork replying for the winners. The momentum was now with Kieran's, but they failed to trouble a solid offly rearguard in the closing stages despite some good possession. As so often happens when a team is chasing an equalising score, the opposition breaks up the field and gets a score of their own, and that's what happened as sub Owen Burke pointed on 65 minutes to see the title head to the fateful county. The best team won the game. Their work rate was far superior to Kieran's, and Adam Screeny's 1-8 contribution was a significant factor in his side's victory. But it was far from a one-player team as the Offaly side had stars in all key positions. The absence of Harry Shine and Ben Whitty was undoubtedly a huge blow to Kierdens and they will lead them back if they are to make progress in the Championship. That's the end of the road for the Offaly lads but what preparation it has been for yesterday's winning manager Leo O'Connor and his Offaly under-20 side, most of whom lined out yesterday in UPMC Nolan Park. Kierdens are down but not out but they will lead a much improved performance in two weeks if they are to reach the All-Ireland semi-final. Final score from UPMC Nolan Park, Offaly Schools 116, St Kieran's College 114. And after the game, I spoke to a disappointed Brian Dowling. Brian Dowling, you'll be disappointed after that, Brian, but you come up against a star-studded inter-county team there. Yeah, look, we're very disappointed. Obviously, we came in to win today and we, we fell short. We got chances at the end and unfortunately didn't get over the line. So, look, we're very disappointed. We had this feeling into the semi-final last year. So, we had that feeling again now and just have to lick our wounds and move on for the All-Ireland Series. Now, in, the, in attack, you were very dependent on Ted Dunn for scores. He needed more help. Yeah, look, Ted was a super game. Um, you know, I said to him all week that he was very, you know, last week he, I suppose he was dropping the ball and he was getting through, but this week, you know, I thought he was super there and awfully, I suppose, put a lot in front of him for most of the game to try and, try and stop him. But, um, look, we were very disappointed. I thought we were on top and we probably gave him, uh, you know, when they got to, after they got the goal, we probably gave him the kick on the needed. Yeah, that was disappointing because, of, you know, that was unfortunately a self-inflicted score. Yeah, it is, look, but Stevie, in fairness, Stephen Minogue, all year, he's been absolutely superb. And, look, we tell him to take on them chances. Unfortunately, they don't always pay off. And today, good forward, like Adam Sweeney there, was, was well able to finish it. And, look, when they're all losing, coming in today, off of your super team, they've hammered everyone in this competition. Like, they're an under-19 county team. There's no weaknesses. Their subs there are coming on. They're as good as lads on the pitch. So, look, uh, I'm proud of the boys. You know, I, um, they gave it absolutely everything today. And, uh, look, we'll, we, we have another chance at it. All-Ireland series, and we just have to go at it again.
Now, obviously, you weren't nailed to call on Ben Whishy and Harry Shine, and oh, how you would have loved to have them lads there today. Oh, yeah, sure, too, right. Look, I suppose, if you had the start of the year, you're looking at Harry Shine and, and Ben Whishy, you're probably talking the two best forwards in Ireland. And look, to be without them, it's a huge loss. They're two leaders. They're absolutely mad to play there. Harry was itching to play. But look, I suppose we threw him out today. We took the risk that he'd be gone for the rest of the championship. And look, we'll have the two of them back. And Tom McPhillis, Tom, Tom Brennan, hopefully, for the quarterfinal. Hopefully, we'll be at full strength. And, Hopefully we'll give this all Ireland series a good rattle now. Now the quarterfinal, any idea when that's coming up? Yeah, it's Saturday, two weeks. This day, two weeks uh, against the runners-up in Connacht. So we know what's ahead of us now. We have two weeks to, to get back again. Yeah, well, look, at and what do you do in the meantime? Because they're probably down a bit, Brian, but they're still good enough to uh, have a say in this championship. Yeah, definitely. Look, I suppose, and we've seen the, the competition start of the year, and we've seen awfully schools are in it. We knew that it's going to take one hell of an effort to beat him. And I suppose when we were down a couple of players, we knew it was going to be a bigger task. And look, there was nothing in it there at the end. It was two points. Uh, we had our chances, three or four chances to level that game. Could have went to extra time, and just disappointing they didn't go over. But look, for a play at Offaly, and best of luck to them. Thanks, Brian. Okay, thank you. That was Brian Dowling, and in that uh, quarterfinal, Cairns will meet St. Raphael's of Lockeray, and incidentally, the winner of that will play Cashel Community School, who won the once the Hearty Cup today. We might well have a quick word with Jerry Drennan on that shortly. But also, I spoke to a delighted uh, people involved with the Offaly team. Firstly, Leo Connor. Leo Connor, I have to say congratulations, Leo. And I said he was coming across the field there. The best team won that match, and I suppose it says a lot for the character of young lads. They came here last year, lost by a point in probably a game they deserve to win in many respects but they showed character there at the end when Kieran's come back to win that game by two points this will be a character building for these young men Absolutely Nicky and I said it from the world ago three or four years ago when I came up to Offaly that the most important thing was that and I just said it there that the energy of, of this that it has created and culminated over the last number of years that it's all stemmed in the right direction and that we're all working together you know for, for, the, for the good of the county for the good of Offaly Hurland as you said it takes an awful lot of character to come back here today back into the, what I call the home of Hurland in Kilkenny here to come down here and win and, get, and win a Leinster Schools Championship it's another step up the ladder it's another step up the stairs and they're the things we got to do to progress now you're involved with the Offaly under 20s and I suppose it's a real bonus to have had this, this team here together this year with the collection of schools and I personally am very much in favour of that I think it was really right that Offaly addressed this and maybe I saw Burr playing last week and I think there's a lot of good schools in Offaly that maybe will be able to go into A next year but this was a good part of, the, of developing Offaly hurling and credit to the county board as well for supporting this Absolutely. Listen, as I said there, Michael 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 Dignan has, has done tremendous work above and Offaly. The profile, the whole profile of the county has been lifted with the help of our sponsors, Lenisk, and with Shane Lowry in the background as well. It's so important that everyone pushes on and goes together. It's look counties like Offaly, as you said about combined schools, we need to be competing at A level. We need to have we need to get elite players up to that level and be competing against the Cairns and the good counts in St Peters. We need this to to get Offaly Hurland back up. It Hurland needs every county that, that can get out there and do the thing. What's wrong with what's wrong with Westmead school a combined school Westmead schools getting in next year, whatever, something like that. So it's important that everyone pushes together. And of course, look, um, those Offaly lads, this is going to be great for them because the future is going to be around these young players. Talking to Michael Dagnan before the game, they're up playing National League against uh, Down this weekend and he knows it's a couple of years to build up and these are part of the future of Offaly Hurling and it's in a good place, Leo. It's not in a bad place, Nick, at all now, let me tell you. Over the last three years, 2020, we got to a Leinster, Leinster minor final beaten by Kilkenny. The Kilkenny team that won and went down and won in All-Ireland under 20 last year. Um, so, like, t- last year, 2022, we won a Leinster minor in championship. 2021, we were down here. We were barely pipped at the, at the post down here against a lot of players that were on that field there today playing for St. Cairns College. So, from our point of view, we're building blocks and we're going in the right direction. Well, coming in against Cairns, uh, given the way the championship went so far this year, I doubt if you were overawed by the occasion. And then they were going to be down Harry Shine and, um, and of 
and of course Ben Whishy who are two massive forwards absolutely look Harry Shine is a talented player I went over and I spoke to him after and I wished him the best look there and hopefully he gets back from an injury and gets back out in the playing field it's very frustrating for him and very frustrating any player that's injured you know to be on the side and looking into that because you know they're only all 18, 17, 18, 19 years of age. These are the days that you know they look forward to. These are the early, the early big occasions in their career. So you know it's great to have them out in the field and, and enjoying it. And finally, Leo, I suppose, look, there's an obviously a little bit of maybe disappointment as well because wouldn't you love to be going ahead further with this team into the All-Ireland series and, and going against uh, whatever teams are left from Munster and Connacht? Yeah, absolutely. Look, such is life. That's the way it is. And, you know, combined school can't go forward. Like, But <laughs> it's just, it, I'm not giving out about it in no way, no way, shape or form because we knew this coming into the competition that this is where we were stopping. But it would have been a great, absolutely brilliant to go on to an All-Ireland College semi-final and play, and play against, you know, the best of Munster and the best of Connacht, what's, what's around the place. But look, today's our day. We won it. We got over the line, Nicky. It's another step up the ladder for, for Offaly Hurling and long may it continue. And not a bad way to be preparing for under-20s. No, not at all, Nick. You know, we've a, we've a good bit of work done. Um, we're getting, like, since the start of January there, we're in the gym and getting getting them right. You can see it. Some of them have put on a fair bit of bit of buetas over the over the winter there, putting on, doing their weight sessions, their gym sessions and stuff. So, as I said, inter-county hurling has gone to a completely different level, and that includes my own county in Limerick. Like, so, from our point of view, you know, we that's, that's what you achieve. That's what, that's the benchmark, and that's where we have to reach. Leo, good luck. Thanks, Thanks very much. Much. That was Leo O'Connor. Now we have Johnny Pilkin and Michael Degnan also, but I'm going to switch to uh, Camogie here now for the moment. We'll get back to uh, Jerry Drennan in a while on that uh, uh, hearty cup. Uh, Barry, you were watching uh, yesterday out in Callan, uh, Colosh <coughs> Owenry and Laurel Hill of Limerick. They're going to have to do it all again. Have indeed, Nicky. Colosh Owenry, 2-8. Uh, Colosh Laurel Hill of Limerick, 1-11. Leaving John Locke Park yesterday, the thought struck that if this was a standard, if this was the standard bearer for colleges, Camogie, Ryan C, uh, the game is in great shape because, believe it or not, this was a r- cracking <laughs> game from wire to wire. On a very good surface, the ball flew from end to end. It was a privilege to be present as both sides were clinical in the exploitation of the skills of the game. <laughs> it was ferociously competitive with not the width of a hayseed between them. Neither side that deserved to lose and it was the correct decision once it ended up in a draw to bring it to a replay two weeks hence. True, the Limerick College had probably four better hurlers wearing their colours and they presented some challenge to the Callan girls who were not so enriched. Oh, uh, Arlen Irene at centre back was rock solid. Poppy Nee Gillishanning at midfield, even Nee Maroin at 11, and Fiacha Nee Guire at full forward were very strong when travelling with the ball. Their abilities to interchange without any noticeable change in their game plan was uncanny. However, given the obvious challenges, the Callan girls were heroic. They had a superbly confident goalkeeper in Jenny Saunders. She had a tremendously drilled full back line in front of her who collectively managed to keep a clean sheet until the 49th minute when Poppy managed to push a rebound uh, a rebounded save over the line for their only goal when Poppy uh, their only goal. Tolerance Jessica Cuddy Cuddy was outstanding at the edge of the square as she battled with Old Guir with uh, from start to finish. Then all wind up 
They all went up half back line of Orla O'Shea, uh, Natania Jackson, and Creva Power met challenges with great courage and determination. Ever Smith and uh, Rachel O'Mara were warriors at midfield, although they were pitted against Limerick's two most outstanding players. While up front, the six forwards. If you were going to war in the morning, you couldn't ask for a more courageous, battle hardened sextet than Molly Conroy, Ava Brett, Ashling O'Sullivan, uh, Chloe O'Donovan. L.A. Holland and Ashley O'Shea. The last three must be the smallest full forward line ever lined out for the Callan Colleges. Chloe O'Donovan couldn't have done more for the cause. Throwing self-caution to the wind, she showed a huge competitive work, work, work ethic in every element of her game. Another little lady, but a giant in her application to the necessities of the team's demands at left corner forward, Ashton O'Shea. She grabbed the first goal in the eighth minute with assistance from O'Donovan. Another Ashton, this is O'Sullivan from John Locks. She was outstanding all through, grabbing what most thought could have been the second goal to get them into the winner's enclosure. Alas, it was not to be. And nine times... So tight, nine times this game, this game was level. Sullivan's goal gave, goal gave Henry a two-point lead in the uh, ninth minute. They were caught by the 16th minute. A fantastic save by Saunders precluded a lead point for the uh, Limerick visitors on the stroke of half-time, which was Laurel Hill seven points, Henry 1-3. Second half roared. Roared on with uh, neither side uh, for were, were not given to bending. And then we had the O'Sullivan goal, and there was the 14 minute, and the, that was the 14 minutes. There was only 14 minutes left. The Callan defence were absolutely ferocious, but a poppy goal in the 21st minute level matters once again. It was nail biting stuff. The Callan College were Herculean. They were outfought, but there was no surrender. With uh, with less than two minutes on the clock, inspirational centre forward Eva Brett did a she did a samba through the minefield. There was the Laurel Hill defence to slip over a point that we felt would get the Callan College into an All-Ireland final. Unfortunately, Limerick's best, Poppy, she drilled over free that brings the replay back to Limerick in a fortnight. The exaltation and the relief from the Limerick following was palpable and very audible. But as the honorary manager, Noel O'Driscoll, remarked to me afterwards, big loyal agreeing and all I can say is gone doubt their fud. Good man, Barry. Thanks for that. Excellent as usual. We'll take a break and back then with the big game from Jenkinstown. The Voice of the Black and Amber. Community Radio Kilkenny City. 88.7 FM. Jadwick's Kilkenny and Community Radio Kilkenny City. 88.7 FM for top class sport. And you're very welcome back to the last section. Still plenty to go out in Jenkinstown yesterday. We had the All-Ireland semi-final of the Camogie, the A Senior Championship. What a game it was. That there for us was Shane Coogan. This All-Ireland College's A Senior Camogie semi-final was played in Jinkistown on Saturday between two great rivals, Loretta Kilkenny and Ursuline College Turles. This game started at a high tempo, with both teams adapting to the style of play very quick, and the first score of the game came after three minutes for Loretta. A long delivery into the Ursuline full backline was caught by Julie Blennon over her marker, and she made no mistake by planting it to the corner of the net. Great start. Then Ursuline replied with their first score, a point from Sarah Corcoran. Back down the field went Loretta and got a point from Julie Lennon and followed that with two more points from Quiva Kerr-Murta and Rachel Dowling. To leave the score, Loretta won three, Ursuline one point after 15 minutes. 
And in that spell, Ursuline were creating chances and running at the Loretta offence, but they could not convert them. With the Loretta goalie in good form, Ali Kendi, Ursula got their second score just coming up to the 20th minute with a point from midfielder Kate Forcombe. And from there till half time, it was score for score. Ursuline moved their full forward, Quiva Stakelem, out to wing forward, and she was causing problems for the Loretta defence running at them every chance she got, scoring two points for herself. But every time the tip girls scored, Loretta were able to go down and get scores back through Emma Mulhall, Quiva Kermorta and wing-back Ashley Brown. And in that, they missed a couple of scoreable frees. So from the 15 scores that were got in the first half, they were all from play which tells you it was a very good game of Camogie. Half-time, Loretta won 7, Ursuline 7 points. Second half started even better than the first half. Some fantastic hurling by both teams, skill level at its best, work rate 100%. Loretta got the first point from Quiva Kerr and Dowling, with great build-up play for both. Ursuline got two-pointed frees from the reliable Sarah Corcoran, and then came the start of a fantastic last 15 minutes. Goal for Ursuline for Daniel Ryan. A point from the midfielder, Kate Forcombe. The two midfield pairings on both teams were having a great battle. They were four very good stick hurlers. The link-up play was excellent. Then Ursuline took over, with Lucy Purcell getting her first goal of the game. They were leading 2-10 to 1-10. Retro Pride with two pointed frees from Amy Clifford, who at this time had moved to full forward and was a danger. And it showed when she received a lovely ball in and she took it on and planted it to the corner of the net. Loretta were back in front. Just a minute later, the ball went down the other end and was in the back of the Loretta net through that girl, Lucy Purcell. But to Loretta never say die attitude some great defending from the six backs. They turned it to attack and it paid off. When Amy Clifford got that ball from some great work out the field and she scored a cracker of a goal to go one up with time just up. But back went down the field the tip girls and got what they thought was level to take it to extra time. But from the puck out, the Retro girls walked the ball up the field. And at the end of it was Julia Lennon to put it over the bar and put Loretta into the All-Ireland final. She got the first score of the game and fitting so she scored the last. This was a fantastic game of Camogie. Lots of credit must go to both sets of mentors who had their teams in fantastic shape. Their skill level, their commitment, their drive to win was outstanding. But there was only one winner in Loretta. Both teams had brilliant performers and it's hard to single out some, some players. Ursuline tried with all they had. Kate Farcombe, Sarah Corcoran, Lucy Purcell and Quiva Stakelem, who is an excellent player and one to watch. Loretta Goalie was solid. Six backs were outstanding in the tackle and work rate. Two midfielders were very good ball players. And the forwards, Quiva Kermurta, Amy Clifford, two goal hero, Julie Lennon won three, were outstanding, and it was an overall outstanding game. And well done to Loretta on a winning scoreline of 3.13 to 3.13.
the three twelve. And that was Shane uh, Coogan at the game. And after the game, he spoke to Loretta official Anna Heffernan. A little, here bit, brus- little Heffernan, bit windy here. Um, so manager uh, of Loretta um, winning team that beat Ursuline College in the semi-final here in Jinkstown. Good win here today, Anna. Yeah, we're uh, fairly speechless at the end. Voices running out, but um, really proud of our girls' work rate. They never say die attitude. They kept working to the final whistle, so hats off to them. Yeah, 100%. The other girls, uh, Ursuline put it up to you all through. Um, you were ahead going into ha- go at half time. After the second half, they put it up to you. They did, absolutely. Um, their whole school community can be seriously proud of their efforts. They had some seriously classy players. They play a very attractive brand of Camogie, uh, just same as we aspire to, so fair play to them, proper respect. As you said, your work rate, your backs work very hard. You done a job on their number 14, uh, Quiva Stakelem. She was a handful in the first half, but she quietened her in the second half. Yeah, I suppose Ursuline had to bring her out further out the pitch and we're trying to get a bit more out of her. I think she still had a, a very big influence on the whole uh, game and uh, definitely did have to try and keep tight reins on her. She still had a great influence, I think, even on the second half, that uh, she was a constant threat, so she's a real player to look out for yeah, in the future. Yeah, very good. And she's only a junior player. Yes. Yeah, she's only a junior player, <laughs> so... Possibly facing them in a, in a junior All Ireland semi final shortly, so yeah. she might she might yeah. feature again. But look, the second half was nip and tuck. They got goals, you got goals. I think it was your number twelve, Amy Clifford, scored two great goals. Yeah. Their wing forward number twelve got two goals for them. You know, Clifford took the goals very well. Yeah. You moved her in full forward. Yeah, a uh, couple of tactical changes had to be made. Some people, just because of the war serious work rate, they were running out of steam. One or two players that we had to make the uh, changes, and we're always really trying to emphasize. It's a bit like the senior Camogie team in Kilkenny. The importance of team just goes beyond the 15. Subs are super important too. So really proud of our subs that come on today. Um, hard for girls who had to make way, but super proud of our subs that they're able to lift the standards again. And uh, yeah. I see you have a massive panel, like 30, 39 girls on the panel. That's that's fair going. It's it's good competition for places, I'd say, is it? It is always every year. And when we're making any cuts for junior or senior panels, you know, it's really tough to make a cut, first of all, let alone pick a 15. So, um, look, it, it might be a different different looking 15 the next day, too, depending on injuries, how people are going and training. It's a real credit to the standard of Camogie in Kilkenny, really. It's really top-notch, so hats off to all the clubs for having these girls really well prepared for us by the time they come into school. Yeah, well, look, you're doing a great job, ain't it? Um, you're in an Ireland final now, which is your probably aim from the start, so look, yeah. you're you really looking forward to it, I presume? Looking forward to it. Um, we'll have to have some tired bodies here today, but we'll have to just get them recovered now, and uh, thankfully we can look forward to that now, and hopefully get the bodies all right and show we're capable of again the next day. Good. Okay, now listen, the best of luck in the final and hope things go well in the lead up to it and all that. And sure, look, we'll cover you in the final and hopefully, please God, that'll be a, a win for the black and amber. Fair play. Thanks, thanks Anna. Okay, that's uh, Shane Coogan. A little bit blustery out there, but thanks, Shane. Well done, as usual, again, talking to Anna Heffernan. And uh, so we're going to, uh, with Liam Kelly Rook now in a moment, but before um, we do that, we have Bear on the phone with the winners from uh, Leperstown today, and uh, Liam will call out results, and then we'll get some other results, and then we'll get Jerry, Jerry Drennan. Bear, off you go. Okay, Nick, the Leperstown second day started at 10 to past one, where the winner of this was number 22, Ballybone Berter, at 16 to one. The 140 went to number six, Mighty Potter, Evans' favourite. 210, the winner here was number four, Gentleman Dumais, 15 to 2. 
240, this was run by number 6, the Groffer, at 10 to 1. The 310 was won by number 2, State Man, the 6 to 5 favourite. 340 went to number 4, Il Ete Temp, 14 to 1. 410 went to number 1, Gaelic Warrior, 11 to 10 on favourite. And finally, the 440 complete, the four-timer for Willie Mullins, number 3, Fun, Fun, Fun. Nine to four favourite. And no joy for honeysuckle. No second had to settle for second. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll we'll talk. Barry wants to talk about that, but I'm under a bit of pressure here, so uh, we're going to go. Thanks, Barry. We'll let you off now. We need to get Jerry Drennan on the line. Liam Kelly Rourke is going to talk uh, some soccer and GA club results from the weekend here. Yeah, and we'll start with Gaelic games and in the JJ Cavan and Sons Junior Football League earlier on, Galmoy defeated Muckalee on a scoreline of three eight to one six. That was on Friday evening. In terms of yesterday, then in junior football, it finished Bennis Bridge three eight. The Emeralds won ten. And James Stevens had a 1-5 to 7 points victory over Dixborough in the Senior Football League. In terms of today then, plenty of games played this morning. In the Senior League, it finished Thomastown 2-5, O'Loughlin's 1-4. Uh, Mulnavat and Railyard drew at 1 8 2 5. Uh, meanwhile, in intermediate football, it finished as Downey 3 10, Barrow Rangers 6 points. And in junior, it finished St. Patrick's at Ballyrag at 4 4, Winegap 1 12. Uh, briefly then in local stalker starting with Division 1 St. Canis has defeated Ormond Villa in Garen Green by 4 goals to 1 while Highview and Dean Celtic played out a 2-all draw in Division 2 they shared 5 goals between Freshford Town and River Rangers but Freshford won that 3-2 while in the McCallman Cup Thomastown defeated Evergreen B 3-2 and finally then Nicky one result in from the women's St. Canis' Credit Union League Thomastown 4 Evergreen 0 Sarah Barco among the goal scorers and thank you very much for that team now delighted to be down by uh, Jerry Drennan uh, great game in Jenkins Town yesterday, Jerry, good win for Offaly Schools and Galmai won the junior football and uh, there was a hearty cup today won by a first-timer after last year, won by a first-timer also. Yeah, yeah, a big crowd in Turles today, um, Nicky, 7,200 was the official attendance. Um, big win for Cashel, um, I suppose they were the outsiders going into the game, um, but they were the better team all through and... Uh, Turles out of their 11 scores only 4 points from play and I suppose you won't win a Hearty Cup final or most finals without without uh, more play, scores from play Cashel uh, it was a slow burner Cashel uh, were behind 5-4 at half time but they really opened up in the second half and Ronan Connolly at midfield and Gerard Dwyer brother of Orla Dwyer at centre back he got mad at the match and uh, they were the better team and uh, they, they won in the end by a point they hit a few balls wide in the end they could have had a win of 3-4 to four points to be honest um, but it was a it was a slow game um Nothing for the Leinster champions or runners-up to be afraid of, to be honest. Um, there was no players on view today, like uh, you had Adam Screeny in Ola Park yesterday, no Sharp, uh, or, or shall we say, even if Harry Shine comes back. No forwards like that on view in Turles today. And Joe Screeny was there. something else yesterday, Jerry. He was absolutely magic. Screeny is magic and has been for the last couple of years. He's, he's a, a nightmare for any cornerback and his free-taking is immaculate as well, in, in fairness to him. Absolutely. A big boost there for off the schools. I know there a lot of them in the B now and I know people said they shouldn't be a, 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 combined all the schools together. But look, I think it's good for Offaly. It'll give a boost to their, to their hurling and uh, if it makes them more competitive going forward, that's good for, good for the game. Yeah, well, I suppose on the overall picture, we all need in in, in hurling in Kilkenny and Leinster, we all need obviously to be back up at the at the at the serious end of hurling again, and they're heading in the right direction. They're doing huge work. Um, I know there's people give out about yesterday, and and uh, there's that side of it as well. But uh, at least Cairns are still there, and uh, they can drive on, and so are our good council. They have a chance as well. So, but look at it, it's a major 
boost for Offaly Hurling. Um, the trick will be to see will they put in an Offaly Schools team next year and the year after and, and follow it up. Uh, that's that's the what okay. we'll be watching. Jerry, we're out of time. Sorry, I'd love to sit down for another hour, but thanks for that, Jerry, for giving us a heads no up. Problem. I appreciate it. Okay, that was Jerry Drennan, and uh, we nearly time to go, but I have a bit for Johnny Pilkington here. He was one of the mentors yesterday. This is what he had to say. Johnny, when that game was going ahead, I suppose one man came into my mind here, a man you know me very well, Brother Dennis here up along the sideline, a man who inspired uh, St. Brendan's of Borough over many years. This was a great win for Offaly School today, a deserved win and uh, a great boost to the whole underage scene coming after last year's minor. Yeah, they're a very special bunch of lads for starters and we kind of came into this competition with the, with the one eye to see, you know, can we compete? And, you know, it has proven that we can compete. And so it's a very positive outlook for all those lads, uh, you know, out there. And, and in fairness, when Kieran's put the pressure on near the end, uh, they didn't waver. I said to Leo and also to Michael Dignan, after losing and the manner they lost to Tipperary last year, coming into Nolan Park, obviously, it was in their mind what happened. But they showed great character to hang in there at the end when they came under a bit of pressure. That was actually the beauty of that second half, uh, you know, more so than anything. And I was just saying there that, uh, you know, that... Even with five minutes to go, even if Kieran's got two or three points to win by a pint, I would have been happy with, with the way they performed in the second half in terms of the gone to breaks and the move that and that, you know. I'm st- obviously things are happening in Offaly and underage with last year's minor and with this team now. Are you sensing a good mood in the county, Johnny? Ah, there is, of course, but these lads are special. These lads, these are all the minors from last year. And again, you know, to the manner in which they lost uh, the All-Ireland last year, to be in the same situation today and to grind it out, is, it's brilliant for them. But of course they're not ready to transition to a senior team yet. There's a lot of now S&C to be done to build them up. Young Screen in the corner is probably the best example. The classiest hurler on the field today, but he's still a long way off playing senior hurling. It would be unfair. He oh, just uh, needs to build up. No, I, I, I don't agree with that because his touch is absolutely brilliant and hurling is a ball game you know if you want the physicality you know you can go and play rugby or that but like I mean when you're first to the ball and you have a touch like he has and, and then a sidestep that's very hard to, to actually manage and handle and you know in all fairness Kieran's were, were struggled and, and I think they lacked someone like Screeny on their half if they had a Screeny in the first half you know I think we, they would have been out the gate I said to Leo, I suppose the disappointing thing about today is that the campaign ends for you. I know you yeah. knew all about this, but wouldn't you love to pit yourselves against uh, the best that Monster has or Connacht? Sure, is there anyone better than Cairns? Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, uh, listen, you know, it's grand, but a lot of these lads have big competitions going on. They're after doing a lot of hurling even over the last month and that. So, listen, our indication here was just to see, you know, what way we were going to shape up for the under 20, and it's a positive step towards that this year. Very much so, and the under-20s this year, you'd be very hopeful now after that game today. Yeah, it, it gives us another little bit of confidence, a little bit of positivity out there. So, and uh, But again, as you said, we need to, again, bulk up a little bit. We need to get that physically stronger. I mean, a lot of those lads today were a bit light, as awfully lads always were. Maybe maybe not in the 80s, but it is. So, I mean, some of these lads have to... And it took hard belts today, and, and so... Uh, We'll work on that and we'll see how it'll go. Johnny, love to talk no, to you. Well done. Thanks, thank you. Johnny Pilkington there. Now we're out of time. Now just some uh, basketball. Marble City Hawks, great win, 62-54 against Limerick Sport Huskies yesterday. Well done. Kilkenny ladies uh, rugby team lost 12-5 to Barron Hall today. And uh, we'll have no TC Towers World of Gaelic Games tomorrow night. It's a bank holiday and the team take the, the Monday night off. So Kieran and team will be taking uh, time off. Thanks to all who helped me tonight.